Hi everyone, welcome back to your soon to be favorite podcast. I'm Angelica. And I'm Kelsey. And this is Here We Grow. Did you did you hear the the put on your boots because it's about to get deep in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Didn't it sound cool? Yeah, it did sound cool. It was cool how it was like a little preview, and then people still got to hear it later when you said it, and I was like, I'm gonna put that at the beginning. I thought that was cool, and then they heard it at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> and they heard it again. <laughs> but yeah, when I listened back to it, I was like, damn, that sounds good. Very I'm do that again. Kind of have a catchphrase for every... Well, not really a catchphrase, but it's like a preview. Yeah, yeah. I like, like it. This is what you're getting from this episode. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully we have something preview-worthy. <laughs> we usually do. We do. We, yeah, we usually do, or we wouldn't have any TikToks. Anyway. Hey, besties. What's up? We're back. Episode 14. Wow, I almost I'll forgot I was say, girl, it's not even like... <laughs> Put on that to get that to you next week. Um, so we'll see what the consensus is. What are the options? Um, religious trauma, toxic positivity, and attachment styles. Yeah. Which one do you personally like better to do? I'm a mood person. Like, we've talked about before how I, like, absorb information really well. and But I have to be, like, interested in that thing in that moment. Mm-hmm. And right now, I recently read a book and a lot of a lot of things were mentioned about toxic positivity. So that's kind of the headspace I'm Mm. in. But then also last episode, episode 12, we were talking a lot about, we were talking a little bit about religion. And so like, I'm kind of in that headspace too. Um, Both of those are kind of my top picks, but I I could still talk about attachment styles. I mean, these topics are picked because I know things about them. So <clears throat> let me give my information to you, <laughs> whichever one you want. dump on you. Yes. And we can talk about it. Compare and contrast and talk about our specific situations with it and stuff. But yep. yeah, um, you wanted to do a mental health check-in? Yes. Let's just take a second to just think, how are we? Hmm. How are we for real? Because you know when someone asks you, like, hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Mm-hmm. No, you're not good. Speaking of which, there's a, a podcast um, by this woman named Nora something. I can't remember her last name. She also has a TED Talk. But she's had some pretty terrible things happen in her life. Like, husband and da- husband and her dad dying within, like, a couple of months from each other. He told me this. And miscarrying their first child. Yep. With oh it, all within, like, the same year. Oh, my gosh. And... She has a podcast called Terrible Thanks for Asking. But it's not like in a, a sarcastic way. It's like, you know, when people ask us how we are, we should actually tell them and thank them for asking how they are. And, you know, that that should be the genuine conversation, genuine response. Not just like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Well, I always say good, thanks. Like, how are you or whatever? Because I know people... Don't really want it. Yeah, like, they're just mm-hmm. asking to be polite. Like, they don't really care. Yeah. 
and if like, you and if you but if you were to tell me like oh um slowly oh, yeah. slowly backs away well but for like people you're close to and like your friends and oh stuff, yeah for you sure can, you can for sure be like well i'm not doing so good actually but we still do that yeah, yeah i know we still even the people you're closest with they'll like, say oh, i'm just tired they'll yeah they'll say well how are you oh i'm good i'm just tired i'm fine well i also tend to forget Same shit, too. different day yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I forget too. I'm like, oh wait. I, I was mad go... earlier. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait. I was super upset about I that. I did cry in the bathroom at work earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just take this moment. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Take a couple deep breaths. Speaking of breathing in, I'll add to that. Um so I saw this TikTok of this mom having a panic attack and she couldn't bring herself down from it. And she was with her kids and in, in the car. Oh God. Not driving, but like in a parking lot. She recorded herself? Yeah, she recorded herself because she has taught her daughter when she's having a tantrum to the mom will hold up all five fingers and she taught the daughter to blow out the candles, like as if her fingers are the candles. Aww, and so, so you take five deep breaths by doing that. <sighs> over and over oh again. my God's adorable. And so I got really dysregulated earlier today and I like was aware enough to be like, cause I was crying. I was upset. Really. I could, couldn't tell you why I was just, just really dysregulated, like irritated and stuff. And I was aware enough to be like, okay, I'm going to try this like candle thing. I didn't actually hold my hand up, but I took five deep breaths in a row. And at the end of the deep breaths, my face wasn't red for me crying anymore. I actually felt calmer and like, almost numb like my body felt numb like from the probably the release of the endorphins from crying and then on top of calming myself right after and i was like oh that worked so i did five more and then i went back to work <laughs> that was at work so my coworker that listens now you know that about me <laughs> that's this is in the bathroom it happens she's probably cried at work too <laughs> i cry at my desk sometimes <laughs> in the bathroom whatever I've, I've cried at my desk before too, like while I'm working, but I'm standing and working. I'm not like oh my God. just sitting at my desk. But I just make sure that nobody's coming over to talk to me anytime soon. And then I, you know, dry it up. Can I tell you the most recent time I cried? <laughs> yeah, that should be like when we do a mental health check-in. When was the last time you cried? Yeah. <laughs> Mine was Monday. Was it Monday? No, it was Friday. Mm -hmm. Mine was Friday. Um, and Are you sure? The time before that was a couple days. This is not work-related. Yeah. So Friday I was at work. No, but we talked on the phone on Sunday. Oh. And you cried then, too. <laughs> and I cried, too. Okay, the last time I cried at work. Okay. And the last time you didn't cry. Or the last time you cried, not at work. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, last time I cried at work <laughs> was Friday. Um, I get nails in my tires all the time. Like, I am at Bell's Tire or Bell Tire every other month. I swear to Bob. Like, I was there two months ago. Can I tell you a secret? What? It's Hallville. What do you mean, Tallville? When I was when I was living over there, like near West Side, any of those neighborhoods, Hallville, Stringtown. Well, I don't live there anymore. But you go there all the time. Well, and I and I just went to my mom's. Yeah, I just got back to my mom's on Sunday, or sorry, Friday, Thursday. I don't even remember the days anymore. But yes, I had just gone back from mm -hmm. my mom's, and next morning, what do you know? I got a flat tire, and I'm like, fuck. Okay, so I take it to Bell Tire. Here's my punch card because I'm literally there all the time. And um, I go to work, and then the manager of that of the branch or whatever, the branch manager, he is showing me something, and like I know he doesn't listen, but like 
I, I didn't mind, but he was like all up in my bubble. Like he cornered me into my desk because he was like, let me drive. And like, he takes over my computer and I'm just, I'm literally like this, like uh -huh. looking at what he's doing and showing me. And then I get a call from Bell Tire and I'm thinking like, hey, this is this Angelica, like your Jeep's ready to be picked up. That's yeah. usually how it goes. So I just answered. I didn't think about it. I answered and they're like, yeah, so like. This tire already has three patches, and according to state law, you're going to have to replace your tire. Like, we cannot put another patch on there. And he, like, goes over the details of how much the tire is, and I get off the phone, and I start crying. <laughs> and, like, I can't. Normally, I would get up and leave. Mm -hmm. I am cornered in, yeah. and, like, homie's still, like, <laughs> on my computer showing me yeah. stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I just need a minute. <laughs> and I'm just, like, slowly crying. <laughs> But my coworker behind me said I did a really good job because she she heard myself like she heard it coming and then she heard myself like calm she heard me calm myself down. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, now I can laugh about it. But at the time, man, that's your heart. Say, you're so good at talking about it. It's the only way I can cope. <laughs> I swear. Oh my god. If I don't laugh about the shit that happens to me, I will literally be yeah. so depressed and a shell of a person. So I, I have to. <laughs> so I just sat there crying and this I'm like, kind of funny. I'm like, sorry. And he's like, it's okay. <laughs> like, he doesn't try to come from me or anything. Which he's just like, do your thing, dry yeah. it up. <laughs> but on a side note, Okay, let's talk about these dealerships taking advantage of ignorant ass girls like me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I have one of those moments. Have you seen that meme where it's like, Dad, I, I paid $500 for an oil change. You didn't, you, you paid what? <laughs> you seen yeah. those? Yeah. That's how I felt because the guy was like, Oh, for one tire, it's like $344. And I was like, Well, if that's my only option, go ahead and order it, Larry. <laughs> And so Larry I, the tire guy. I'm saying this out loud, right? I'm like, 344, one tire. Yeah. Well, if that's my only option, he was like, Yep, so I'll get an order for you. And then Andy, the guy next to me that was listening to me cry, um, he was like, Did he just charge is he charging you 344 for one tire? I was like, Yeah. And then he goes, It's like hmm. price for three tires. Oh, I didn't know that. I just assumed. Yeah. I was like, sure, whatever. I'll take the L, whatever. Yeah. That's how I was crying. So yeah. I was like, damn, is that my only option? Mm -hmm. So Andy calls and he has like, hi, this is, I almost said his like cool name and like where we work. <laughs> this is Andy, since I already said his name <laughs> from, yeah. Um, you're talking to Angelica about her tire and he literally like, boom, 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 half priced that bitch. Damn. And he was asking questions like, how many miles all mm. season? What kind of different brands do you yeah. have? Like, because the guy didn't tell me it was so expensive because that was my original tire. Mm. Like you're trying to charge me for my original tire instead of being like, well, there are other other options. Right. Like there's other there are other brands you can use, other mileage, like right. other situations yeah. altogether. Questions yeah. that I would have no idea to ask. Right. Which I know it's partly my fault because again, ignorant girl here, but like the guy could have been helpful. The guy could have been like, well, that's not your only option. You can right. also do this. When he's that. trying to make a sale. I'm sure he gets commission or something. I was so pissed. I was like, wow. I just had taken advantage of. Like, Do you have a Costco membership? <sighs> no. No. Yeah. Sam's Club. Yeah. They have cheap tires. Wow. I mean, they're brand new, but they're 
they're cheaper because again the wholesale price blah, blah blah maybe when i go to replace the other two tires yeah <laughs> i mean obviously not when you already have a flat and you're already stuck at middle tire yeah. but yeah so then i just didn't want to and it was friday like so i just didn't want to waste any more time but thankfully andy saved the day and then jose also got on the phone and also got it like at an even lower price the point is i cried on friday in front of your because i had to worker yeah and then my boss came and it was this whole thing and they're like teaching me about tires and <laughs> you should if you didn't know if you have to replace a tire you shouldn't just replace the one you should replace all of them at the same time no if if you can mm -hmm. that's ideal set but if it's not just replace the pair yeah so that they have see i was just gonna i was just exactly i was just gonna get the one hey when you don't got the money for it you just you just replace the tire that's gonna get you to work the next day for one tire but yeah i could have told you that too well i was kind of like okay everything on this jeep has been expensive so i just assumed like okay also my dad's like a non-certified mechanic so <laughs> yeah you know a lot of stuff i mean just a, a few things that he's told me like more than what you've grown up with but not like if I had a real mechanic dad or... I mean, yeah, maybe if I would have called my dad, Dad, they charged me 344 one tire. Yeah, he probably would have told he's like, you. What? He's like, I'll take you to a place on Washington Street. Andy was my dad that day. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Father Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Father Andy. Oh, God. Oh. So cringe. Oh, my gosh. Okay. When was the last time you cried at work? <laughs> today. Oh. The, the one I told you about a minute ago was today. Oh. Yeah. Can you talk just... about why? It was just a lot going on and like just things irritating me back to back, which weren't even really people at some points. And the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back <laughs> was that my coworker ordered Jimmy John's delivered and <laughs> sorry, I don't, sorry, funny. <laughs> it's really not that funny, but <laughs> so the break room is upstairs. They mm -hmm. went upstairs to eat it. And then I guess they called and said, oh, you forgot my drink or whatever. And so I'm downstairs by the back door where like things get delivered to. And I'm like trying to get through the stuff that I have to get through that day. And I'm already behind and I'm already irritated and overstimulated and all these things. And the doorbell rings and I go to check it and it's her drink. And I can't call up to her because she's in the break room. There's no phone in there. So I had to stop what I was doing and take her her drink up to the break room. I was just so upset that I had to step away just to take somebody their drink and step away from me being behind at my station just to take somebody their drink. Oh, Kelsey. And so I was just like, and she wasn't even like, oh, you didn't have to bring that to me or like, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to come get it. Or if I would have known, like, no. Like, I think the only thing she said was like, dang, I, I wish I could hear the doorbell up here. Oh, I thought you said she did say all that stuff. No, <gasps> she didn't say any of that stuff. Did she say thank you? Yeah, she said thank you. So then I walked back down the stairs and I was just like fuming because I was already irritated. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to cry. I'm going to take a bathroom <laughs> break. So while I was using the bathroom, because, you know, efficiency, I cried. And I was like, all right, when I get up off this toilet, I'm going to stop crying. I stopped. And I stood there, took my five deep breaths. Felt better, took another five, and went back to work. And then I got back to my station and my system was down. <laughs> so you cried again. <laughs> so I cried again. And why did I? I dripped a little tear. Oh my God. And then they said they were going to resurface this. And so I went to lunch. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit in my car 
for my entire lunch just so I can be in my space, isolated from everyone. I can just relax. And it helped. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. It really helped. So deep breaths, everybody. Yeah, the even like I feel like in the moment you don't think, okay, I need to take deep breaths. But if you just remember the the candle thing I was telling you, then it might remind you to take deep breaths because that's what ended up reminding me in the moment was the candle thing. Yeah. And even if you don't use your hand as candles, which that could help you count how many breaths you're having, but um, even if you don't use that, just taking the breaths really does help. I mean, for the simple fact alone that when I cry, my face gets really red, and then like you can't, you can obviously tell I was just crying. My eyes are puffy and everything. Mm-hmm. The five deep breaths, my my face was not red anymore. So just for that simple fact that it helped me clear up my face was worth it, I think. And that's on crying in private <laughs> or crying in front of your coworker <laughs> <laughs> who was an unsuspecting victim. <laughs> well, you were an unsuspecting victim of well, the tire I shop. I didn't know. <laughs> if I knew they were going to call about that, I would have stepped away. Right. He had me cornered, like, literally... Like, yeah. this man's, like, six foot five, mm. probably taller, yeah. in a small little chair at my little desk, yeah. and just cornered me in, so yeah. I was kind of like, hello? <laughs> I guess I'll take it right here. Hello? <laughs> oh, my God. So embarrassing. <laughs> but it's fine. I mean, we're all super close at my job. Like, whatever. In proximity? Yes. And mentally? <laughs> yes. I shouldn't Father Andy. <laughs> Yeah, and Father Bill. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that was funnier. (laughs) Oh my god, that's a cop. Okay. All right. What about last time you cried not at work? Um, When was mine? You reminded me. Oh, yeah, Sunday. It would have been the same because we had the same phone call I cried too. Was it Sunday? Yeah. Or Monday. No, Sunday. Well, I Instacarted both days, so it could have been either one. I think it was Monday, Sunday. Sunday I was over. Sunday. Yeah. And we can't really talk about why. <laughs> I just, I can say that I called Kelsey and I uh, vented and I let my eyeballs tear up. Tears are falling. I thought you said to erupt. <laughs> to erupt. I let my eyeballs to erupt. Yeah, it was, um... It's been it's been hard in the Figueroa household. It's been rough. As in your parents' household, not this one. Yeah, no. Here's pizza. Pizza. <laughs> it's peaceful. It's peaceful. <laughs> it's peaceful here. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully that shit gets taken care of and people get their shit together. And um, unfortunately, that's all I can say. I don't know why I did that so loud. <laughs> I normally can't do it that loud, but my lips are chapped, so I was like going like this, and it just happened. Oh, that was also the last time you. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. That was the That's last also time you cried. the last time I cried. Yeah, yeah, not at work. Yeah. Well, glad we shared that one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just. Let it out. Yeah. It's okay to cry. Tell your friends when the last time you cried was. Let us know when the last time you cried was. We'll validate you. Yeah. It's okay. We haven't even told you what we're doing today. And I don't know if the title is I almost gonna... forgot. I was like, what? Panic. <laughs> oh, shit. What are we doing today? I didn't do any homework. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I don't know if the title is going to be, like, 
telling of what we're doing because mm-hmm. I haven't figured out what the title is going to be yet. Yeah, I guess we'll see. So anyway, we have pulled stories from Reddit of creepy encounters. We went on the Let's Not Meet Red subreddit, which is like um, people encountering creeps and like almost getting kidnapped or like being face to face with a serial killer and not knowing until later when they're like caught, like stuff like that. And so, yeah, sit back and relax. We're going to read you some creepy stories. Whew. We're not going to do any supernatural. We're saving that for later. We're going to save that for later because we have someone we want to bring on for that who has some crazy ass ghost stories. Like, they will make you cry. <laughs> and I meant for that long pause. I was like, <laughs> they will make you cry. Oh, I didn't do a quote of the week. We almost forgot. Okay, let me find a quote of the week. God, looking into that light is killing me. Okay, I have a quote. So, backstory. This is from a book that I just got done reading, which is called Real Self-Care. And the gist of it is that um, taking care of your mental well-being is actually the true form of of real self-care. And that encompasses setting boundaries, being self-compassionate. Um... um, taking care, just basically all around taking care of your mental well-being and over your physical well-being. Like, it's very commercialized that you have to, like, go and get your nails done and take a bubble bath. And while those things do help in the moment, they're not long-term solutions. And she breaks down how you're supposed to do that. And um, this is a quote, not verbatim, from her from her book. I gotta say something. Go ahead. Do you watch Big Mouth or Human Resources? Nope. You asked me this last week, but off recording. God. Uh, sorry, Connie, one of the characters, she goes, bubble She's always bubble. saying, like, bubble bio. <laughs> so when you said it, I was like, bubble bio. Bubble bio. Yeah. So I'm not going to, like, read out the quote. I'm just going to tell you the, the theory. The theory is that you should stop shooting yourself. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mixture of shooting and shitting. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Should S H O U L D shoulding yourself? Okay. Stop using the word should. There you go. It's better. (laughs) I know. I I wanted to gather the attention from that phrase. Huh? (laughs) Um, you should really just take it out of your vocabulary when you're speaking about yourself. So like, you shouldn't say like I should be further in life right now, or I should go for better job opportunities. You should say. You should change that statement to either I need or want. So I need to go for better job opportunities or I want to go for better job opportunities. And then ask yourself if those statements are true. And if they're true, then yes, go for them. But if it's a should because of societal standards or your family standards, other people's standards in general, then you're not following your true moral values and your, your true wants and needs you're following whatever you think other people think you should be doing. So I thought that was very um, helpful thing to think about. And it was from the book, Real Self Care. I'll post it in the show notes because I don't know how to pronounce the author's name and I don't want to mess it up. So, but yeah. Stop shitting yourself. Stop shitting yourself. That'll be our preview. Yeah. No, I'll do the one where it says, stop shitting yourself. And you go, what? (laughs) Huh? Um, but yeah, that's the weekly quote. Oh my god, I just remembered. I gotta show you the raccoon video. I'm so sorry. Oh. I know we're recording, but 
Okay. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first? Question mark? <laughs> or I'll go. I already have mine out. Okay, go ahead. Okay. We're going to do a bunch of throat clearing. <laughs> like I normally do. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Leaving that in. Forgetting to unlock my bedroom door saved me. Almost a year ago. I read this one. <laughs> almost a year ago, I, 24 male, was fresh out of college and had just moved into an apartment with my middle school bestie, 23 female, and her fiance, 25 male. This was after a long period of not seeing her in person. My bestie and I had a long and great relationship with few rocky periods. I didn't know fiance well, but had met him a few couple times. He came off as kind of rude and loud, but mostly nice enough. I let a lot of little annoying behavior slide because she was so in love with him. I really just wanted to spend time with my best friend. Over the course of a few months, I slowly discovered that she was trapped in an abusive relationship with the most classic example of a malignant narcissist imaginable. Their fights, quote unquote, really just him raging at her while she cried, escalated to the point where he was completely trashing the apartment, breaking her phone and laptop, hiding her keys, blocking the door, and grabbing her arm so hard she had bruises. <laughs> Sorry. All, all, all while hurling out the worst insults he could fathom at the top of his lungs for hours. This man is about a foot taller and a hundred pounds heavier than me, so there was nothing I could do other than give her a ride somewhere else away from him until the next day. He didn't like when I did that. Oh, it was a long one. That's good. Once it reached the point of physical harm against her, I put my foot down and demanded that he move out or I would call the cops. He wasn't technically signed onto the lease, so I could have him kicked out. He begged for for time and to find a new place he was extremely drunk and high the night he hurt her and he promised to stay sober until he moved not wanting to escalate things i agreed on the condition that nothing like that ever happened again my friend and her fiance broke up soon after that three weeks pass and everything is going great ex-fiance has found a new place and is in a training for a new job and while still loud and inconsiderate he hasn't caused any problems so far i get ready for bed early i have an important meeting early tomorrow I put on some comfy vaja- pajamas. <laughs> Vagina pajamas. Put on some comfy pajamas. Locking my door before I change out of habit. My bestie is out working and it's just me upstairs in bed and ex-fiance downstairs yelling on phone about something i tune him out and try to sleep he's moving out next week oh, okay i was like wait i thought this guy was out mm -hmm. okay he's moving out next week my chest rattles from the booming footfalls up the stairs to my room waking me from sleep my art my r's <laughs> my eyes snap open <laughs> it wasn't funny until i knew what the word was supposed to be <laughs> no <laughs> no, no. <laughs> snap open to see my bedroom doorknob rattling back and forth locked he lets out a yell of pure malice and bangs on my door he screams my name and it's so slurred he sounds like he's trying to impersonate a lizard man oh my god that's scary mm -hmm. the hinge the hinges aren't looking so good we lived in a crappy cheap apartment with thin doors i have to do something before he breaks open the door right i say the only thing i can think of what the fuck <laughs> 
<laughs> I would have been like, who's there? <laughs> I think I would have said, what the fuck? Occupied. Yeah. Occupied. <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> We're closed. <laughs> Housekeeping. Why don't you tell the other side? Yeah, I know. It would just still be funny, though. Housekeeping. <laughs> Suddenly, the banging and screaming stops. My doorknob falls still. After a terrifying moment of silence, he says flatly, Open the door, bud. Just come and open the door. What the fuck does he want? Oh, my God. I still laugh about that one. Like, after all that, I just walk over and open it. (laughs) Instead, I grabbed my essentials and jumped out the window. I was on the second floor, but we lived on a hill, so the fall wasn't quite that high. Still managed to fall wrong. I hobbled as quickly as I could to my car and peeled away. I called my best friend and warned her not to go home. We made plans for her to stay with a friend after she got off work. I made it to the friend's house and passed out for a few hours. I woke up to a call from my bestie. He traveled all the way to her workplace with a knife and broke in. He assaulted her and held the knife up to her special needs client's throat and said he'd kill him in front of her. Thank God a coworker overheard everything in another room and was able to call the police in time for everyone to come out alive. Oh my God. This fucking psychopath. I skimmed through this, so I don't know this part. Keep going because it gets worse. Oh my God. Not worse, but more stuff. My bestie also said he was on the phone with her while he was banging on my door. And he said he was going to kill me and make her listen. Oh my god! I oh. There's more. Oh my god! But wait, there's more. I was totally alone in the apartment with him, sleeping upstairs in my bed. If I hadn't locked my door that night, would I even still be alive? If I hadn't left my keys downstairs, my car keys downstairs, would I have been able to get away? When I returned to my apartment the next morning, my bedroom door was completely kicked in. My belongings were scattered everywhere and the large butcher knives were missing from the kitchen and said sitting in the corner of the hallway to my room. Bruh. So yeah, he was going to kill him. Oh and go and then go find the girlfriend and kill her. That is terrifying. What a fucking psychopath. Oh my god. Jose <sighs> thinks I'm crazy when... So he thinks you're the psychopath? No, like, if I stay the night at a friend's house, which is doesn't happen at all, if, like, I'm in a room that has a lock, I'm going to lock that bitch. Yeah. Not because I don't trust my friend, but you just never know mm-hmm. what could happen. Yeah. I, any door that I could lock, I'm going to lock that bitch. Right. Oh, my God. That's so terrifying. Yeah, very terrifying. Um, let me pull up my story. Had an incredibly frightening experience last night and wanted to know if anyone here has had ever ever had a similar experience. So last night, I was at a classmate's house working on a group project we have due tomorrow. I live in an apartment in the town where our university is located, and my classmate lives at his parents' house, which is in the foothills just outside of town. In order to get to the house, you have to drive along a relatively secluded and narrow two-lane road for about five to six miles. It's like a country road. We started working on the project at about 6 p.m., and I ended up hanging around for a while after we had finished our working. So I left his house pretty late at about 11 and started down the road back towards town. I didn't realize how tough it would be to navigate the road at night. There were no streetlights and the road was unkept and riddled with potholes. On top of this, I had no cell service, so I had to drive very slowly to make sure I didn't blow out one of my tires since I had used my spare a couple of weeks back. Damn. I figured I was about three miles from my house went no the house 
when I rounded a tight corner and saw a pickup truck with a camper shell parked diagonally across the road. The manner in which it was parked completely impeded my path, and I couldn't drive around it because there was a gully on both sides of the road. I don't know what a gully is, but I'm I'm guessing it's either like a drop-off or like a ditch. Like, you know, those ditches on the side of the road or whatever? Those ditches on the side of the road. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm so intrigued on the story. I'm like, come on, like, come on say more. What happened? The only way for me to go at this point was backward, where there was a pull-off that I could use to turn my car around. At first, I couldn't see inside the cab, but when I turned on my high beams, I saw that there was a man slouched over in the driver's seat, his head resting against <gasps> the steering wheel as if he had been knocked out after a bad accident. I immediately sensed something was wrong. The way his car had just coincidentally come to rest in a position that totally blocked the road was a big red flag for me. Good for her. Call the cops. <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> I had heard stories of people playing dead in the road as oh a way to God, lure. Oh my God, yes. As a way to lure unsuspecting people out of their car. Never cars get out of your car. So they could rob them. I decided, fuck this shit, and elected to go back to my classmate's house and explain what was going on. I threw the car into reverse and kept my eyes darting back and forth between my rear view and the truck. I looked, I looked and saw that I almost, that I was almost to the pull off where I could turn around. When I looked back, my heart skipped about five beats. The man who had been slouched over in the driver's seat was now walking at my car at a hurried pace, <gasps> while a few other men jumped out of the camper shell and started moving towards me as well. Oh my God. I'm getting chills right now. Oh my God. I panicked, and, stop. I panicked and accelerated backwards into the pull-off, which messed up the undercarriage of my car pretty bad. Oh my God. As I put it into drive, the guy was already at my passenger side door <gasps> tugging on the handle. <gasps> I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> which, thank the Lord, was locked. I only caught a brief glimpse of him, but his face appeared to be scabbed and leathery. Ugh. Ew. Definitely a meth head or some sort of drug abuser. I sped away and didn't slow down at all until I reached the house, constantly checking my rear view to see if they were oh following. Oh my god. Thankfully, they didn't tail me, and when I reached the house, I explained what happened to my classmate, and we called the cops. I was grateful that my buddy's parents were kind enough to let me stay the night. Hell yeah. They bet our shit. Mm. I don't want you going back out there. What if they found you again? Yeah. They didn't find anyone on the road matching the description, but I filed an incident report, and they told me that they would... Be on the lookout for similar victims and suspicious activity. But holy shit, I am still still so shook up over it. I keep getting the same adrenaline rush I got when I saw the guy charging me whenever I think about it. Please oh, share man. similar experiences you've had as I appreciate a good read or a good discussion to help clear my headspace. And then there was a there was a good comment I want to read. Hold on. That is so scary. Okay, yeah. This was a short one. It's just the comment. Just last weekend, my husband and I were driving back from my sister's house. This is a different person. With three kids in the back seat. It was dark and as we have recently moved cities, I plugged our new address into the GPS for help getting home. It took us on some back roads, which isn't a big deal for a country girl like me. But we reached a stretch of nothing and it was pitch black. No houses or lights around. There was a car that had been driving a little ahead of us for several minutes and suddenly it started speeding up, slowing down, basically yanking our chain. Then another car pops up behind us and starts tailing us so closely that it's his headlights disappeared in my mirror. My husband told me to pull over ASAP as both of us had a bad feeling. As soon as, as soon as I saw a side road, I made an abrupt turn, forcing the car behind me to miss it. Both cars sped off. It was weird and made me feel creeped out for the rest of the ride. That would be so terrifying. Both things. Ugh, yeah. Speaking of people in cars, one time... 
we came home like around 1.30 in the morning or something. I forgot where we were. We turned the corner to my street and there was a car parked where no car is usually parked. I It was, I no car parks there, so I almost hit it on my turn. And I was like, oh, whoa. And I, like, yeah. I swerved because there was a car there. Mm-hmm. And as we were passing by it, I was like, there's people in there. But like the car wasn't on, no lights were on, but I could see people. at least a person. Like yeah. I'm like sure it was two of them. Yeah, and as soon as we pulled into our driveway, so like they're kind of parked on the corner, and I, and we're like the house on the corner. As soon as we pulled up into the driveway, they turned their car on and turned around and left. Like as soon as we pulled into our driveway. Yeah, that's weird. And it creeped me out. I was like, babe, check everything. Check the house. Like, yeah, we need to make sure like they weren't here for us or trying you know yeah most likely they like pulled off girls to the road to sit somewhere but into the neighborhood yeah that's a little too deep into the neighborhood well they could have sat in front of the pond too yeah because the pond is there's like a whole strip where you can park in front of the pond and you'll be in front of people's houses on the other side of the road but not yeah where the pond is my neighbor um they were up for whatever reason and they i told them about it and they're like yeah that car had been there for a while just sitting there. No one got out. No one got in. Like, just sitting. It probably wasn't related to you. Hopefully You'd not. know by now, probably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Remind me toward the end to tell you my own creepy encounter. Your own. My own creepy encounter. <laughs> That's nice. I like it. <laughs> That's nice. I like it. <laughs> Every time I say dog, I say, see? Dog. My dog. I always say my dog. It's not, it's not dog anymore. It's my dog. Dog. Okay. Target store scare. Ready? Yep. This happened about a year ago, and I still have yet to return to the store without my husband. So last July, I took my then four and six-year-old sons to Target to back-to-school shop. Since having kids and hearing all these horror stories, I'm very observant of my surroundings when out. Anyway, while I was at Target, like most women, I looked through all the sections. (laughs) While While in the women's clothing, I noticed two older men... Uh, close by that kept looking over our way i thought maybe i was just being paranoid so i kept going about my business but keeping my voice super close we go to the baby section they pop up they pop up toys makeup and same thing i was feeling really uneasy because they seemed to be everywhere we were and they never had a card one guy was holding one little thing i go check out and wait for a big group of nurses leaving starbucks to walk out with I threw the boys in the car without buckling them in and locked the doors. As soon as I look up, the two guys walk out empty-handed looking around. Mm. I didn't think they saw me, so I started to leave when I looked in my rearview mirror and saw them behind me in a truck. I stopped right there and turned and took a photo so they could see me. They turn like they're going back to the store, and I park over a couple of stores down where they can't see me and call the cops. While I'm on the phone with them in a full-blown panic attack, I watched one of the guys change his shirt and go back inside. I wait. I waited until the police got there so I could make sure they got they were got and had the right guys. I don't know what their plan it's was very that day, brave. but my mom, my mama gut told me it wasn't anything good. I'm so thankful my babies and I are okay. It was very brave of her to stay and make sure that the cops got the guys instead of like leaving because she was too scared. Yeah. I thought that was really brave of her and dumb for the guys to be still be there when they noticed that she noticed them. Well, they thought she left because oh, yeah, she drove down true. a couple stores. Bro, that is terrifying. I know this story. I won't say who told me. 
No, I won't say who told me. Uh-huh. I won't say who uh-huh. told me. I have this story and I won't tell you who told me, but um, maybe I'll tell you later. I know the story. I won't <laughs> say the name. Um, they were, I think, at Walmart or Target, but basically she saw this couple. Wait. She saw this couple. Um, it was like a young man and a young woman. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not gonna be able to cut that out. She realized that she kept seeing them both like almost at the same time, and she was in this aisle. I think she was looking at like deodorant or something, and the guy pulled up like next to her, like kind of looking at what she was looking at, and he starts yelling out Marco, and she heard someone else scream out Polo. And she got super freaked out. She said that for a couple of times. And she was, got so freaked out that she just dropped whatever she had in her cart. Or her handheld cart or whatever. Yeah. And then just left the store in tears. She didn't buy the stuff. <laughs> no, she didn't buy the stuff. She, girl, she left. You said she dropped it in her cart. Oh, dropped the, the stuff that she had in the basket. Basket. <laughs> That's a handheld cart. I was just going to let it go, but then I didn't understand. Basically, she got scared. Someone yeah. was like up next to her. She said they were looking at her too, calling out to each other, Marco Polo. That's fucking creepy. First though. of all, I, w- I don't even think I'd be brave enough to leave the store. Like, yeah. I would probably. Like, report them to a manager or something. I, I don't even know what. I have no idea. What would. I'd probably ask somebody to walk me to my car, maybe, like a manager or something. Yeah, I'd probably report it and just be like, hey, I'm really freaked out. Like, can someone please walk me to my car? Like, I, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably do that. I would be so... I, I wouldn't do that, though, because I'm like, I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Yeah. I don't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable. No, I would do it because I'd be like, I know well, y'all heard the stories. It. Yeah. And I'm sure you've had reports at the store at some point in time now mm-hmm. that somebody's been following somebody else around the store. Like, it happens everywhere. Oh, my God. Luckily, it's never happened to me, but... Yeah, me either. I just go to Kroger. I don't think I've ever heard a story at Kroger. Only Target and Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially Walmart. It's huge. There's YouTube videos on Walmart. Of what? I mean, not on Walmart, on YouTube. From of what? like people being followed at Walmart. And they get caught and they just like walk away? Well, I... the people like notice them and then they walk away. Oh my God. Speaking of Target, this happened to a co worker as well, her daughter. That happened to her. Like at Target, this guy was following her. My co worker ended up going off on the guy, but. Maybe it's because Target's like stereotype to be like young women yeah i would say so yeah take a break perfect timing okay the title is no i'm not gonna read the title the title is i'm not gonna read the title (laughs) plot twist (laughs) um okay i was watching my daughter's kids while she and her husband go out of town they ask, they have a teenage daughter. Let's say her name is Alyssa. Because that's her name. <laughs> Just kidding. At like 3 a.m., I'm woken up by a weird rustling sound and look out the window and see movement. I saw a boy emerge from the bushes on the side of the house. I saw a bike tossed on the lawn that definitely wasn't ours. Ooh. My first thought was it was a burglar casing the house. But since he looked young and came through on a bike, I figured scaring him straight would be enough for him to decide to head home. Didn't want to ruin a teenager's life by calling the cops straight away. So I went out on the porch, flipped the lights on, and said, Can I help you? In my classroom voice. Can I help you? 
The guy looked surprised but not nervous. He was wearing a Letterman-style jacket, but once I got a clear view of him in the streetlights, he seemed much older than my granddaughter, gruff, and more wiry than athletic. He walked up closer to the house and said, Yeah, I'm looking for Alyssa. I gave him a disapproving glare, hoping he'd realize he came looking for a girl late at night and grumpy old and a gr- grumpy old person answered, it's time to split. I'm thinking what must have happened is Alyssa knew her parents were going out of town and maybe before she knew I'd be staying over, told a secret secret older boyfriend to come over. I was late and I, it was late and I was alone with several kids, so I didn't want him coming any closer to the house. I also thought it was weird that he came so late and wanted to be sure Alyssa actually wanted to talk to him. So I said, I'm sorry, who? And he said, Alyssa, you know, Alyssa, last name. This is her house. I thought he knew her full name. They must be at least friends. I said, you wait there. He started to walk up and I felt a little, I felt a sick burning in my gut. Instinct kicked in and I yelled, no, stop, freeze. Then readjusted and said, you stay right there. This is private property. Don't take a step closer. Wait there. So I go in and and Alyssa is asleep, just one room over from where the wrestling first occurred. And I wake up, I wake her up and say something to the effect of, I don't know what the big idea was to have friends over this time of night, but you have to tell them to go home. She has no clue what I'm talking about. I say, there's a guy outside asking for you. Confused, she gets up and goes to the window. She sees him and goes white as a sheet. He asked for me, or she asked, he asked for me. I said, yeah. She said, by name? I said, yeah. She said, call the cops. I've never seen him in my life. (gasps) I called 911 immediately, but as I was on the phone with them, Alyssa started tugging in my arm. He's coming up. (gasps) I had younger kids in the house to think about, so I kept the door latched and pulled it just open enough for the latch and yelled, I asked my husband and none of us know an Alyssa last name. Leave my property or I'm calling 911. He got angry and started yelling for her to come out. Thankfully, the police came pretty quickly, and when he heard the sirens, he grabbed the bike and ran off. I watched where he was running, and he jumped into the passenger side of a car without (gasps) headlights or front plates and sped off. The police followed in the same direction once I pointed them, but they didn't get him. They advised us to take all her social media details offline if she was sure she didn't know this person and said they'd had a couple of similar reports recently and were looking into it. I got a heavy duty lock and she slept in my room for the remainder of, of my visit. Bruh. Oh my God. Wow. But like, what was he? What was he expecting to happen? Like for her to be home alone? Do you think he, yeah, maybe she posted that. Maybe Maybe she posted posted that her parents were going out of town. Yeah. Or she told somebody that he heard or... Yeah, maybe he thought he was going to break in and do something. Oh, my God. That is creepy as fuck. That's scary. Oh, my God. I would never even open the door. One of the commenters was saying that for teenagers, it's a good idea to have them put up an internet name instead of their real name. So, like, to avoid things like this, obviously. And make sure, like, your locations are off and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you seen that video of, um, it's like a mom and her kid 
it's like a ring doorbell and like they're walking in and like no later than like two seconds a random guy will Mm-hmm. goes to the door after them and thank god they locked the door right after yeah they like immediately closed immediately it. and he like starts shaking on the yeah. doorknob and he's just like looking and she starts yelling at him from inside the house is that the one you're talking about yeah and the guy was like there's someone outside like what it's like a, yeah. it's like a strange man like what do you want like get out of here get yeah. out of here yeah <gasps> dude that gives me the fucking creep i cannot imagine i cannot imagine I would freeze. I would freeze for sure. All right, your story. Oh, God. Is this my story? Yeah. Okay, I was like, did you just read this? <laughs> okay. No, when I hit the back button, it goes back to the story you were on. Hmm. Man keeps trying to come into my house. I, 20 female, recently moved into a new apartment, and my boyfriend who works away for long periods of time, an older man, 50. Wait, how old is she? I think I read this wrong hand. Okay. I, 20 female, recently moved into a new apartment with my boyfriend who works away for long periods of time. An older man, 50, started to become friendly with me knowing I was new to the complex. I thought her boyfriend was 50. Yeah, 20 and 50? Girl! (laughs) No judgment. I mean, no judgment, but dang. But damn. That's extra. Okay. Um... I made the mistake of telling him I live with my partner, but he's away for work for a while. Girl, no. No. Okay. Almost every day after that, he came He came knocking on my door and waiting if I didn't answer. He would leave after five minutes of knocking with no answer. One time I was out in the common grass area playing with my brother, 2M. 2 male. 2 male. Yeah, but your brother, 2 male? Okay. Right. She's only 20, so... One time I was out in the common grass area playing with my brother, two male, that I would occasionally have over. I saw him coming my way and quickly picked my brother up. The man started making conversation, asking about my brother, and literally tried to grab him out of my arms. I held onto my brother tight and pulled away, and as he started to cry, I made an excuse that I have to go feed him and walked away. That was the last time I went near that man with my brother. I'm extremely bad with confrontation, as you can tell. A few days later, I heard a knock on my door and opened it without thinking. He walked straight past me into my apartment without even saying a single word, just smiling and asked him. I asked him if he, if he was doing okay, and he said, I'm good. Just wanted to see what your place looked like from the inside. What? <laughs> oh my God. And started walking into every room. He checked all my windows and commented, hmm, so all your windows have bars on them except the bathroom? Oh my god! Oh my god! Sorry. I would be like, yeah, and you know what? I gotta show you something outside, and then leave. <laughs> Just leave him in the apartment. Oh call the cops. God, why are people like this? Um, I, I nervously know. laugh and said, "Yeah, I guess they do." I didn't know what to do, so I walked out into the front garden, hoping he would follow me out of the apartment to try to talk to me. I just wanted him out, but was scared to anger him. I could tell he didn't seem like he was right in the head. Once he came out the front door, I closed my door and said, I have to go to the shop now. Sorry, it's going to close soon and walked off. That night while hanging my washer, that night while hanging my washing out another, what? While hanging my washing out. It's like from another country. They're like their laundry, their, their washed laundry. Interesting. 
That night, while hanging my washing out, another neighbor introduced herself, 34 female. I told her what happened and asked if she knew the man. Apparently, he had been doing the exact same things to her. She told her, she told her partner that this creepy neighbor was doing the same thing to a young girl, me, and that, and that was his last straw. He ended up going, he ended up going and talking to the older man. After that, the older man only tried one more time that I know of to knock on my door, which I hid in my kitchen for 10 minutes until he left. I haven't heard anything since and haven't seen him around. But I wake up at night panicking, thinking that he's planning on doing something to me. What if he doesn't actually live there? That's so creepy. Um, but I would be the same way. Like, she was fawning, basically. Like, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, my God. I and wish... then, like, just trying to end it as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably do that. Edit. Since there's too many comments for me to reply to, thank you guys for all the helpful comments, too. My windows are glass. So there's no way I can even put a lock on it. And I talked to the management, and there's nothing they can do since he stopped now, apparently. I'm thinking of possibly filing a report with the police, so it's at least on record. Yeah, girl, do that. Yeah. And if you can find out his name, get a restraining order. Shit. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay, let's do one more story each, and then I want to tell a story that I have. Okay. Which you've heard before. Well, I need your phone. You've heard the story before, but it's been a long time, so I think it'll be. Please don't creep me out too much. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> I gotta go to bed. I gotta go to bed. The one day I woke up late may have saved my life. Oh. Already, I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> yep. I've told this story in other places on other accounts before, but it bears repeating. One day, sorry. One day when I was an elementary schooler. I've never heard it called like that. I think probably third or fourth grade. I was awoken by my mom in a rush. She had overslept. And since she always woke me up in the morning, this meant that I had, I too had overslept. <laughs> and now there was just no way I was going to be ready for school early enough to get on the school bus. School started at 8 a.m. And my bus pickup time was 7 a.m. But it was already like 640 or something. And I was still in my pajamas and hadn't had breakfast yet. So mom decided that today we would just tell the bus driver to go on ahead and she would take me to school, which would give me plenty of time to get ready. So I'm sitting there at the dining room table, eating breakfast, still in my pajamas, and it's about 6.50. We hear the bus pull up about 10 minutes earlier than usual. My mom peeks her head out of the door into the foggy morning and waves the bus on. She closes the door and comes back inside, but the, the bus doesn't pull away. There's a knock at the door and my mom opens it to find a man in a bus driver uniform. He explains that he's a substitute driver because the regular driver called in sick. He says he knows he's a few minutes early since he wanted to get an early start on the route since he didn't know it well. Mom explains to him that she is she was going to take me to school since we woke up late. He gets visibly upset and says that he can wait a few minutes since <gasps> he's already running ahead of schedule. My mom insists that no, I won't be ready to go in a few minutes and tells him to go on ahead. He seemed angry about this, but turned around and got back in the bus and left. I returned to eating my breakfast and still don't have my school clothes on at this point, but at 7 a.m. sharp, another bus pulls up at my house. My mom, <laughs> mom thinks this is weird and goes outside to talk to them. She comes back inside looking terrified, but doesn't really say anything about it and tells me to finish getting ready for school. Oh my God. After I tell the rest of this, I want to say I would not have still taken my kid to school. At the time, I didn't know what happened, but mom would end up telling me a few years later. When she went to the second bus, she found 
that it was being driven by my regular bus driver and it was full of all the other kids that are usually on the route. The other bus was empty, by the way. Mom asked the driver about the substitute driver and about him calling in sick. I never called in sick. There's no substitute driver on my route, he says. The driver immediately called dispatch in a panic and told my mom to go inside and call the police, which she did without me knowing, and report this incident. There was absolutely no one doing my driver's route that day. Whoever this was must, was most likely a kidnapper who had targeted me. I never heard anything about it again, not even in someone, not even if someone else had ended up being picked up by this mysterious fake bus driver. But chances are, ha had I gotten on that bus, I would have never made it to school or back home. And if mom hadn't overslept on that specific day, I, I, would, have, I would have been on that bus. Mm. Wow. And again, I would not, she still sent him to school that day or her to whoever I didn't, it didn't say. Well, she didn't want to scare him. Yeah. It doesn't say what the gender is. Um, Great. New fear unlocked. Yeah. Oh my God. She didn't want to scare the kid, but I fuck scaring the kid. I'm not sending you to school and somebody was trying to get you. You know what I mean? What if that was a teacher at the school or like a substitute teacher who had access to buses? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. I would not have sent Like, you're staying school. home, buddy. Yeah. Until we can at least wow. file a police report, you're getting... That is terrifying. Most scared I've ever been. After my second year in college, I booked an Airbnb for a close friend and I that, had been, that I had been eyeing for a while. It was, off, it was an off-grid yurt, not a typical stay for me. The yurt was situated on a dirt the road. What is a yurt? It's like a tent. Okay. It's like a glorified tent, I think. Okay. Look it up. How do you spell it? Y-U-R-T. Oh, yurt. Yeah. It's such a weird name. Okay. Yeah. It's like a hut. Yeah, it's like a hut. Okay. Um, this year, or the year it was situated on a dirt road 10 minutes from the main road. To get there, it was less of an address and more of a turn right at two tires stacked. Continue for a mile. Go north at the fort. Two fires. Two fires. Two, two tires. tires. I still say it wrong. Two tires stacked. I don't even know what, how long that is. The first night was great. The next day we explored around town and then returned to our yurt to hang out. I didn't see any neighbors, only homes in the far distance. So given the heat, I felt comfortable wandering topless around our yurt. When night came, I slept naked. Is this a guy or a girl? Not that it matters, but I'm just like, you go girl if it's yeah. a girl. Um, when night came, I well, slept. Well, she said topless. I would assume it's a girl since since they said topless. Because a guy would yeah, girl, be weird a guy would about... probably be shirtless. Yeah, a guy would probably. But say also, shirtless. like a guy wouldn't care about walking outside shirtless in the desert. Like, true. Okay, you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> when night came, I slept naked. We heard what we assumed to be with her friend, though. A friend she's been eyeing. She said, a friend I've been eyeing. I thought the Airbnb was something I've been eyeing mm. for a while. <laughs> for, I booked an Airbnb for a close friend and I that I had been eyeing for a while. Yeah. I feel like she's still talking about the Airbnb there. I feel like there's no. some grammar happening. The, they're trying to fuck. <laughs> okay. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Vulgar. <laughs> um, we heard what we assumed to be a distant party early in the night. Loud music was traveling from a far away. Sometime along the night, the music stopped and I fell asleep. A while later, my friend, still awake, heard two men's voices speaking to each other. 
Their voices got closer and closer until one started shushing the other and they started, um, and they started walking in, what? And they started walking in whispers or talking in whispers. <laughs> they started, cause the next line under this walked. So I was oh. like walking in whispers <laughs> and they started talking in whispers. Suddenly they stopped talking and walked directly up to our yurt, shining a flashlight at the walls. All our belongings were inside, but my car and our shoes, very obviously two women's were directly outside the yurt. Okay, there we go. They then turned the flashlight off. Up until this point, I had been asleep, but awake to what, in my mind, sounded like a stampeding herd of animals growing closer. I remember being in a half-dream, half-awake state where I genuinely thought that there was a galloping animal charging our yurt. What my friend later shared with me was that she was pinching me as hard as she could and that's how I finally woke up. Wow. This was a dream? No, 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 no. She woke up because her friend pinched her. Yeah, what my friend later shared with me was that she was pinching me as hard as she could. And that's how I finally woke up. Um, I never felt the pinch. I remember gasping as I opened my eyes for some reason as I was laying on my back in bed. My friend was laying on her side facing me and she immediately brought her, brought her finger to her mouth to shush me. I was now fully awake but frozen because I had no idea what was going on. We couldn't talk because the desert air carried every sound, every creak of the bed, and I was trying hard to breathe calmly. Since I was on my back, it was difficult to face her without making a sound, so I had my head slightly turned to see what she was whispering. Every minute, the wind would pick up, and all we could hear was the breeze. The next minute, complete silence, except for their footsteps on the dirt, slowly walking around us. Are they closed? Like, is the yurt locked? Like, no. Okay, let's keep reading. It's just cloth. Yeah, at one point, they stomped loudly all around our yurt, and I realized that must have been what I thought was the stampeding animals. It got silent again, and just when we thought they must have left, we heard the faintest sound of footsteps encircling us. I'm a very shy, timid person, but my fight or flight kicked in as wanting to scream as loudly and deeply as I could, what the beep do you think you're doing, and yell and fight and kick. My friend was the opposite and told me we need to be absolutely silent. We were communicating on her notes app with the brightness turned all the way down when it had been what felt like an eternity she texted 911 the dispatcher was absolutely useless and wouldn't send someone out because we didn't have an address we kept texting them that we were on a dirt road and all we had were the directions we were sent and all we had were the directions we sent them and begged and begged to send someone out we didn't want the men to know we were on a phone because the screen's brightness was still bright against the complete darkness darkness so we gave up on texting I hated myself for not wearing pajamas, for not having all my self-protection tools under my pillow and instead in my bag on the floor. I remember completely accepting that I may get stabbed. I thought about what it would be like for my family to find out I'm dead and how sorry I felt to not explain. I remember in the middle of the eternal frozen state, I heard the zipper rattling and for the first time, my friend and I broke silent and yelled, now, as if to cue me to leaping, to leaping, as if to cue me leaping to my bag of self-defense items by the door to pull my alarm, sound off the taser, and yell that 911 was on their way as my friend dialed them on speaker. I remember making ourselves as loud as we could. I remember the distant siren approaching closer, and I remember packing up my belongings quicker than I have in my entire life. When the police officer arrived, he waited as we packed up our bags into my car. He said we shouldn't be staying so far away from the main road, and we agreed. It was supposed to just be a fun Airbnb. 
Airbnb for a yurt? Oh, like a setup. Yeah. Like whoever was selling it was yeah. the people out there trying to get them. Right. Hey. As we were about to pack up our last thing, my friend noticed large footprints in the otherwise perfect sand around our tent. They were inches from the tent, and we hadn't walked up that close because to get that close, you had to step over a circle of rocks decorating the border of our yurt. We only entered through the front front door zipper where the rocks ended. The officer didn't believe it was it wasn't ours, despite the significantly larger footprints. The fuck? He said he had been patrolling the area with police dogs, and that was what he. And that was what we must have heard. Gosh, English. So you were shining a flashlight on our tent? The fuck? I hate, th- yurt? I hate that I second-guessed myself for the rest of the night, thinking we may have just scared ourselves over nothing. High on adrenaline, we made the drive home nonstop. We slept together at my house. I was shaking for the rest of the night, and we both slept with stuffed animals, which at our age was very much out of the norm. In the morning, I walked her out to her car to say goodbye. I froze when I got to my car because covering every inch were the largest, meatiest handprints in brown dirt. I considered I considered my brother a big guy, and even his hand was smaller than the head handprints on my car. I was so angry the police officer didn't see that, but I was also glad I had proof that someone was there that night. I took so many pictures because I never wanted to forget the image of so many handprints as evidence. The most unsettling part was that my friend shared with me that there had been many recent unsolved murders in Wonder Valley within the year before. So you still went? Sorry. Well, when your she, friends should have said something before y'all went. When she got home, she researched to ease her mind what the area was like. Missing people, missing from our site. I literally recognized every road the articles mentioned as the roads leading to our yurt. I realize you may be thinking nothing horrendous happened to us, but I have, I have never felt that deep in my gut, subconscious, complete acceptance that I may end up dead that night. It was a complete gut feeling, and I don't know how else to describe it. Damn. Fuck that cop. And the dispatcher who didn't want to send nobody out. Oh, my God. The hell? Lesson learned. Don't Airbnb a freaking yurt. A yurt in the middle of nowhere without an address. But also, the dispatcher could have pinged their phone, which is probably what they ended up doing. And the cop, like, what? What an idiot. Terrible. All right, we're going to take a break. And then I've got a story when we get back. Tell us your story. All right. So this happened when I was probably 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. So like preteen. And, um... We lived, my childhood home was in a neighborhood behind the racetrack. So whenever the Indy 500 was in town for the race weekend, people would park their cars in our neighborhood and walk to the race. And it was very common, like, and my birthday is race weekend. So as I got older, I would always plan to be like at a friend's house during race weekend, because if you didn't leave on race day, you weren't going to be able to get out of the neighborhood and you wouldn't be able to get back into the neighborhood. And it was always Memorial Day weekend too. So I could always stay at a friend's house until Monday and then come home. I just, I hated being cooped up in the house, especially on my birthday weekend. Um, so anyway, this was before all, before me going to friend's house and stuff. But on the same day as the race, we had extended family member had a graduation party for their son. 
and it was on the east side. So the tracks on the west side of town, we were going far east for this birthday party. I mean, graduation party. Excuse me. And so we go, we have a good time. We actually stay pretty late. My parents were drinking, like they had to let it wear off before they could drive home. Like that's how late we were out, like probably 12 o'clock, one o'clock for a family of four. That's pretty late. So we get, we pull into our driveway and the front of our house, we have this huge picture window. And if you don't know a picture window, it's just like a really big window. That's probably like what, four feet by two feet or like five feet by two, two or three feet, something like that. It's just really long, big window in the front of the house. And we normally have like curtains that cover them. Sometimes we didn't close the curtains if we weren't planning on like turning off lights. And again, this was lots of years ago, like 15 Mm -hmm. years ago, at least. And immediately when we pull into the driveway, we noticed that the living room lights on and we didn't remember leaving the living room light on. And as we pull into the driveway, the back door, which leads out to the driveway, the screen was shattered on it. There's glass all over the ground. Mm-hmm. You haven't heard this story? Mm-mm. Maybe as I tell more, you'll, you'll remember, but I'm telling it very dramatically right now. So, so the kitchen light was on. The kitchen light was on. There's glass there's on the ground where the back door is. And there's also a pair of shorts, like men's like cargo shorts on the ground what the hell also in the driveway and like the driveway light is on like the outside light and so my dad's like what the fuck what's you know has no idea what to think of these things like did somebody break in the house or whatever so he tells us to stay in no no no. we go no we all walk up to the front of the house which i don't know why we did this but we all walk up to the front door to go in the front door and because the picture window's there and we can see into the living room and the light is on, we can see a man passed out on our <gasps> couch. No, what? There's a man passed out on our couch. I've never heard this. I can't believe, I'm sure you probably have a long time ago, you just forgot. So I've told everybody the story. So the, my parents tell us to go back into the car and my parents stay outside. And my dad immediately before doing anything else goes to the garage and gets like a golf club or something in case for some reason he's a defensive. He's violent, yeah. So while my dad's going to get a club, my mom starts calling the cops and they're telling them like, there's a guy passed out on our couch. We just got home from the party across town and we need you guys to come wake him up and get him out of our house. Like must be like a drunk race goer. Don't know why he's in our house, but he is. And then before the cops get there, we figure out that the the back door, he obviously broke in there. It's like cracked open. So the cops get there, they talk to my parents for a minute, and then one of the cops, and we're still sitting in the car, me and my sister, one of the cops go in the back door, and I can hear him yelling, like, really loud, deep voice, like, hey, wake up, hey, wake up, and he does that a bunch of times until the guy finally wakes up, and of course the cop's, like, not getting really close to him yet, because he doesn't know if he's armed, he doesn't know if he's, like, on drugs, like, he doesn't know how he's gonna react when he wakes up. And the guy wakes up a little bit and you hear the cop go, do you know where you are? And the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, where are you? And the guy goes, I don't know. And then the cops apprehend him, put him in cuffs, seemingly peacefully from what I remember. And they bring him outside and they sit him on the curb outside of our yard. So we had like a fenced in yard. Go sit him on the curb next to those cop cop cars. 
So my parents do like a walkthrough of the house after they've cleared the house and they don't see anybody else there. And, um, the only other thing they noticed was that there was blood in the sink and the faucet was broken. So like he broke the glass with his hand, got his hand bloodied and then went to the sink to try to rinse it off and broke the faucet. What the fuck? Yeah. So, uh, we, we go inside and it's just this really weird feeling of like someone's been in our house and Very violating the cops talk to the guy and they're like, you know, what were you doing here? Why did you, why did you pick this house? Do you know these people? Like what's, you know, trying to get information out of him. And essentially the story was by the time the cops left was he was like, first of all, he was underage drinking. He was probably like 19 or 20. So he was an adult, but he was still underage and he got drunk at the race. Some buddies dropped him off and told him that he could sleep at that house, which we don't know if that was true or not. Or if his buddies did drop him off there, maybe they, he, they were drunk too and they didn't know which house they were at. They were at the wrong house. And so for some reason, the guy thought that meant he needed to break in. And then he literally didn't go anywhere else in the house. He went over to the couch and, and passed out. And then we had trouble finding the cats because we had two cats at the time. We had a little bit of trouble finding them a little bit after that. But they had went and hidden like under beds or in closets or whatever. Um and oh he was from illinois i think he wasn't even from indiana he came for the race and i I believe that my parents were asked if they wanted to press charges and they said no because he was just a young kid like if if his story is true and he was just told that he could sleep there then he drunkenly went into the house and passed out he didn't try to steal anything he wasn't trying to hurt anybody i mean he even like pissed him oh he pissed himself in the driveway and that's why he took his shorts off so what was he wearing? Underwear, which he also pissed in. I was going to say, like... But yeah. And then, he, yeah. Was so, he going to, like, take your dad's shorts or something? I don't know. He went straight to the couch and passed out. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. That was... In his drunken state, he broke into a house. Broke to, our faucet. Yeah. And, and then, then passed just... out on the couch. Turned on the light, apparently. And then passed oh out on the couch. God, what the hell? so terrifying it was kind of scary being there for a little while after but with the story that my parents told me and hopefully i mean maybe that's not even the story maybe they just told me that story to make me feel better about it but i mean it's pretty plausible that that's what happened yeah um, but yeah after that it was kind of hard to stay in the house for a little while after that but we got over it pretty quickly and it was fine but yeah we replaced your door and faucet my mom had homeowner's insurance and they paid for it it took a while but they ended up paying for it. Yeah. My dad fixed the faucet like the next day. And then I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think we ever fixed screen door. Cause we didn't really use that door very much. It actually, I remember we used to like put stuff in front of that door because we just didn't use it. We needed the space in the kitchen. So we would block the door. And so I think he had to like push past some stuff to actually get in that door. I, I don't even know how. Like, I don't, did we leave that door unlocked? Like, how did he get the main door open? I don't remember. I'd have to ask my mom, see if she remembers. Hmm. Mom, if you're listening, let me know. That's scary. Oh, my God. I, I can't imagine how my parents were feeling, like, being yeah. the adults in the situation at this time. What the fuck? Yeah. It was crazy. You ever had anything like that? Um, Not like that specifically, but... 
we had a squatter get into my parents' house, like broke into my parents' uh, rental property through the window. And um, my dad came home. Like he would go and, you know, make fixes to the house. And he went back to the so house. this was like right after they bought it before they started renting it out? No, this was like recently. Oh. In, bet- in between renters, yeah. Oh. I didn't tell you about this? No. This is like probably like a, a year and a half. For context, I lived in this rental house. Yeah. And your parents bought it from the state for like 15 grand or something like that. Like probably 10 years ago or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably 10 years ago. Well, no, because 10 years ago would have been 2013. That was when me and Maria were living in it. Yeah. Like 10, 11 years ago. But there were renters before us. But like barely. Yeah. They weren't there for very long. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, this was recent. Like, like uh, probably two years. Let's say two years. A year and a half. But well, anyways... Um, yeah, a guy, so like my dad, it was between renters. My dad was there fixing up some stuff. He was there that morning fixing up something. Mm -hmm. He locked up, came home to eat lunch, went back to the house, the rental property. So anyways, long story short, uh, the cops came and he claimed that his friend is actually the owner of the house and rented him the house. And here's the key. Oh, I do remember this. There's something about a footprint. Yeah, that's that's how he found out. I like looked over at the window. I'm like, bro, there's a whole ass footprint here. And yeah, I told the cop, and that's when he was like, okay, I try to be nice with you, but like you lied, and I try to give you a chance. Yeah, he was trying to say that some friend was actually the owner of the house and rented him the house, and he like came in with all his shit, like just piles of bags on the but floor. You know, people do that though, and they people, try to like people pretend to own a house and then rent it out when they know that the people aren't living there or whatever just to get money from people. Yeah. And then so, people end up losing a bunch of money because he never let up on his story. So yeah. I wonder if it was like that. Like, yeah. I wonder if he really did get conned. Oh, uh, yeah. My dad was having like a panic attack. Like he thought he was going to lose the house, but I mean, it's in his name. Like, yeah. um, but you know, you can't help but to panic because the guy, well, in some States have squatter rights. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, with the the language barrier, my dad just being like, he was nervous talking to the cop just because mm-hmm. he didn't know what was going to happen. Like, he didn't know if he fucked up yeah. by doing something wrong. Like, yeah. he just he just wasn't sure what the situation was. Like, he was just freaked out. But, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, I was all cleared up as soon as the cops got there. He got my dad's name, pulled up the record. Yep, you're the owner of the house. Get the fuck out. Wow. But like, literally, my dad left for like a couple of hours. And the guy was just like, yep, time to move And on. the guy came in and dropped off all his junk. It's got to be a scam. I have a video um, of, I don't think I recorded him necessarily, but I recorded, like, his stuff and the footprint. And, like, I mean, yeah, my, my parents were, like, scared of shit. Like, when I got yeah. the call, imagine the call, like, um, yeah, there's a guy at the rental house property, like, come over, like, come now. Yeah. I was just like, what? Where were you when they called? I think I was at Jose's house. Oh, so, so I was, like, down the street, probably. But, um, yeah, my, my dad was freaking out. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. The, man. the creepy shit. Weird ass The scary people. shit. The weird shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hopefully you voted on our poll this week and we'll have a good episode next week as well so stay tuned we got some good feedback from a friend today that really helped out because we do need like detailed con- i keep looking at the camera like recording 
we do need like detailed feedback. So let us know what specifically specifically you like so that we know what works. So if you're listening to this right now, reach out to us and let us know what you like um, or what you liked about the past few episodes. We're here for you. Yes. We work for you. <laughs> We're professional podcasts. We're professional people. <laughs> We're professional people. And marked explicit. Yes. I did drop the F-bomb earlier. Anywho. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around. We are hoping to just keep getting better and better. And yeah, thanks guys. Okay, bye. Bye.